Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Okay, uh, tonight we're going to be back in the book of Judges, uh, looking at chapter 2. The book of Judges detail Israel's incomplete possession of the land, their insufficient victory over evil, and their inconsistent manner of life. Um, Once again, as Paul in 1 Corinthians 10.11, Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written down for our admonition upon who the ends of the ages has come. The <clears throat> instances that the children of Israel uh, went through in the Old Testament are the same, the same things that we go through in our lives. The up and down, the roller coaster uh, of life. Um, I want to start with, uh, you don't have to turn there, I'll read it. Uh, Pastor Paul taught on the presence of God, Exodus 33, verse 9 through 11. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped, each man in his tent, tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend, and he would return to the camp. But his servant, Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Two things here. Uh, First notice who was also in the tent was Joshua. The second part is something that always, I never understood. These people saw all these saw the presence of God, saw the the cloud, the pillar of fire, and they still did what they did. They still turned away. And I said, and I always said, what was wrong with these people? Why don't they understand? They saw it. They physically saw it. And then two things. The first was I finally looked on my refrigerator and saw a verse, Matthew 18, 20, where Jesus told us that where two or more are gathered, in his name, he's in our presence. He's in our midst. So it's the same for us. We might not see a, a cloud, but we know he's here. We know he's with us. We know he's watching over us. Um, the second part of it will be answered when we get into the book of Judges. The next uh, verse I just want to look at is the warnings that the children of Israel had prior to going into the land. Joshua's farewell address. Joshua 23, uh, 5 to 13. And now he had gathered all the people together, and this was his, before they went into the land, he'd given them the instructions. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. 
Therefore, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or the left. Unless you go among these nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. <clears throat> one man of you shall chase a thousand for the Lord your, your God is he who fights for you, as he has promised you. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Or else, if, I, if indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations and these that remain among you and make marriages with them and go into them and they to you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges to your sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. So he, he told them <clears throat> up front. He gave them a warning. It's not the first warning that they've had, but he did warn them. Now, we saw in chapter 1, when they went into the land, they called upon the Lord. The Lord sent, uh, told Joshua to go up first. I have delivered them into your hands. So in Judges 1, 19, so the Lord was with Judah, and they drove out the mountaineers. But they could not drive out the inhabitants of the lowland because they had chariots of iron. We know from past battles the chariots were not a big deal to the Lord. We know that he took care of them, whether it be coming out of Egypt or some of the great battles in the book of Joshua. It was obviously a lack of faith on Judah's part because he was, he was going great guns and then all of a sudden he couldn't drive these people out because he was got to the point where he was doing it in his own. He wasn't calling upon God. He wasn't relying on God. Therefore, he could not, he, he lacked the faith to drive out these, the chariots of iron in the lowland. Judges 1.29, nor did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites who dwelt in Gezer. So the Canaanites dwelt among them. Leaving the remnants behind, starting down the path, Judges 132, so the Asherites dwelt among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out. So now the Canaanites are not dwelling with the children of Israel. Now they're taking a step lower. The children of Israel are now dwelling with the Canaanites. So now we start in Judges chapter 2. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal, a place of victory, to Bohem, a place of weeping, and said, I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? The angel of the Lord here <clears throat> is a manifestation of, of Jesus Christ, 
um, we know he, it's happened before when they appeared to uh, Abraham just before Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, there was also in Genesis 18, Genesis 18, where he appeared to Abraham. Um, Genesis 32, he appeared to Jacob. And <clears throat> again, this is, was a Christophany. Uh, we know it's not the father, because in 1 Timothy 1, 17, we are told the father is invisible. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, whom no man has seen or can see. So he's fulfilling, he, now the children of Israel are getting called into the principal's office. Only he's coming to them, they're not going to him. So continuing. Therefore, I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns in your side, and their gods shall be a snare to you. So it was when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the children of Israel that the people lift up their voices and wept. <clears throat> they called this place Bochim, which means a place of weeping, and they sacrificed to the Lord. Now, this, this weeping is, is, is just a, a physical reaction. They didn't, they didn't actually take action. There was really no repentance involved because we can see from their actions that followed, there was no change. He's coming true, what, what Joshua had told them and the warnings they had had before and uh, again, they just didn't listen. They just didn't heed it. So real repentance shows itself in action, not in necessarily in weeping. We can be sorry about the consequences of our sin without being sorry about the sin itself. I'm going to use an example of the physical reaction. It might not be quite on point. Um, we had two dogs that we had from puppies, Samson and Delilah. Uh, Delilah was the alpha. But when she was a puppy, she always did this, uh, it's called submission urination, submissive urination. When she was excited, or when she got scared or whatever. So now this is probably two, two years later. Medium-sized dogs, about 30, 35 pounds. We came into the house one day and uh, he must have come in quietly, which was unusual for us. And here she was on the kitchen table, munching on some fruit. Of course, Samson is on the floor waiting for scraps. And as soon as she saw us, she knew she was wrong, and she peed all over the kitchen table. So that's, <laughs> so that's I mean, just the reaction. But there was no, again, like as the, the, children, the weeping was, was just a, a physical reaction to the being scolded by the principal, by God himself. But as we can see, they didn't follow through, they didn't change. So now in verse 6. <clears throat> and when Joshua had dismissed the people, the children of Israel went each to his own inheritance to possess the land. So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, 
and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died when he was 110 years old. And they buried him within the border of his, of his inheritance, Timnath, Herez, in the mountains of Ephraim, on the north side of Mount Gash. When all the generations had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. <clears throat> this is the second part of the problem that I had with how come the children of Israel didn't understand being what they saw. As we got into the next generation, they forgot. They forgot the lessons. They forgot the presence that they saw. I'm going to put a, a kind of a real-world example. I think it's on point. I'm not possible, 100% sure. But <clears throat> about a month ago, there was a significant anniversary, well, I think it's significant, for this country. It was December 7th, the, uh, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Now, 30 or 40 years ago, not that I was there at that time, 30 or 40 years ago, this was a big deal. All the VFW posts had memorial services. There would be services on TV. And the best part was the movies. I got to see all the war movies. John Wayne, Burt Lancaster, Charlton Heston. This year, nothing. That generation, that, that World War II generation now is, for the most part, passed on. I was really surprised that there was, <clears throat> that there was nothing, not even the movies. Uh, I, I'm sorry, a, a remake from Here to Eternity doesn't do it. I need to see John Wayne. I need to see In Harm's Way, which I've probably seen a hundred times. And it's just, it, it kind of hit me as the example is just that the children of Israel, that generation is gone. So now the new generation doesn't know it. It doesn't mean anything to them. It hasn't been passed on. Mike? Amen, okay. <laughs> so now, um, <laughs> moving on. So they forsook the Lord and served the Baals and the Asterisks. Now Baal was, was the god of weather in the agrarian society <clears throat> was very important. Good crops, big herds, they all went together. Um, and it basically meant power and wealth. Um, I know back in Genesis, I think it was Lot was taken captive by four kings. And the kings are really more, more mayors or governors of territory. And there was four kings that came to, who they come to? They came to Abraham because he was a great, he had great power because he had great herds. So he had, it was this, flowing city around him and they came to him so so that again the herds the wealth the men power and wealth and asterisk is basically the god of sex so i mean that's between power and wealth and sex you you have most of the uh, most of the things that that cause our downfall 
And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So he delivered them into the hands of plunderers who despoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies all around <clears throat> so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Whenever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity, as the Lord had said, and the Lord had sworn to them as they were greatly distressed. Next, verse 16, nevertheless. Nevertheless is basically, I mean, I'm not talking about a strict interpretation, but in this instance, nevertheless equals grace. You lied, you cheated, and stealed. Nevertheless, if you turn to me and turn from your ways, I will take you into my arms. So it's, it's basically, you know, again, basically grace. It's God's grace. Um, if we look, um, Psalm 86, verse 5. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Numbers 14, 18. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving inequity and transgression, but he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. So that, again, this... He's always, he's, always, he's always ready. He's always ready to forgive. All we have to do is, is call upon him and, and, be with, and, and, and just ask for forgiveness. Now, I just want to turn quickly to, because it's not like this when the angel of the Lord appeared to them. Um, it's not like this. They, again, they weren't warned. In Deuteronomy 31... 16 to 18. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you will test, you will rest with your fathers, and this people will rise and play the harlot with, with gods of foreigners of the land, where they go to be, to be among them, and they will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall be for them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us. So it's not like this, this whole thing took God by surprise. I mean, he had spoken about it, and again, Joshua had warned them, but again, I guess the, the, I guess the teaching wasn't there, because one of the, <clears throat> one of the people... One of the persons that's missing in the book of Judges is the high priest. He's not really mentioned anywhere, which is, is strange because it was, it was the priest's job to keep the people on. They were supposed to read the book of the law to them every year. So I, I think it's just significant that, that they're not mentioned anywhere here in, in the book of Judges. So verse 16, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they would not listen to their judges, but they played the harlot with other gods and bowed quickly down to them. They turned quickly from the way in which their fathers walked 
and obeying the commandments of the Lord, that they did that they did not do so. <clears throat> now it's, it's kind of easy to understand. Again, I'm just going back to the Baal example. These people had been in the land, so they knew how to farm it. They knew how to great raise great crops, and they, they knew all the, the, the nuances. So now the children of Israel come into the land. They're new, and, and they go to their neighbor who shouldn't be there, who they shouldn't have left behind. So they go to their neighbor and say, well, how come your cow, well, you've got to worship Baal. He'll take care of everything. They didn't mention, oh, we need to fertilize this way. You need to do that. They didn't mention that part. They just said you have to worship Baal. So it's e easy to understand how they would fall into this trap again because because they didn't listen because they they again they just forsook their god and they they found it easier to turn away verse 18 and when the lord raised up judges for them the lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge for the lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them and it came to pass, when the judge was dead, that they reverted and behaved more corruptly than their fathers by following other gods to serve them and bow down to them, that they did not cease from doing their, do their own doings nor from their stubborn way. Then the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he said, Because this nation has transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and has not heeded my voice, I also will no longer drive out before them any of the nations which Joshua left when he died. So that through them I may test Israel, whether they will keep the ways of the Lord to walk in them as their fathers kept them or not. Therefore the Lord left those nations without driving them out immediately, nor, he delivered, nor did he deliver them into the hand of Joshua. And this is, this again, this is the beginning, this, the prologue, of the roller coaster ride that the rest of the book of Judges goes into. They would turn from God. Nevertheless, when they when they when they asked for help, when they asked for forgiveness, God would deliver a judge. They would turn from their evil ways, and then as soon as the judge moved on, they would turn back. Now this is is not um, we also see this in the New Testament. Uh, Galatians chapter 1 verse 6 Paul speaking I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel which is not another but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ in uh, Revelation the church of Ephesus how, how quickly they 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 have, they lost their first love. They turned from their first love. And I, this is, I guess it's just human nature that, um, I mean, when we're here, oh, we want to do this, and, and, and I can't wait to, to serve and, and, and help out and, and, and reach these people. But sometimes when we leave, we go back into the world with all its snares, with all its traps, with all its temptations. And, and the, it's sometimes hard to be in the world and not get caught up in it. We all fall short. We all, we all sin. We all 
need to, to repent and, and again, come back to the Lord. At, at this point, again, it, it, it's just a, re, a recurring theme, and I think it's just, it's just human nature. It's just something that's inherent in all of us. We, we, again, we, we, none, of us, none of us can ever be perfect, and we have to put our hands in the one of uh, who is, who, who was ready and willing and, and waiting to welcome us with open arms, as long as we turn to him and rely on him. Let's pray. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have Children's Church for all ages, in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.